welcome back to the Geeks at the Gates. In a second, we will get back to the final part of our discussion about early Doctor, early new Doctor Who uh, between me and Pat and Alice, who was coming to the whole thing as a complete Who newbie. Uh, I think we're going to come back to that in a second. A uh, couple of things to go over first. Since we're speaking about Doctor Who, I'm recording this the day after the final episode of Series 12 of Who. Oh my word. We're not going to be able to do a podcast about the current series of Who for a while because people are busy and it's blown my mind. If you are a Who fan, it seems that people are falling into two camps. One, that what happened at the end of series and the revelations about who the Doctor is and where the Doctor comes from are the most exciting things happening in Doctor Who literally for decades, or that it is the most disrespectful thing that anyone has done with the alleged canon of Doctor Who literally for decades. Now, I haven't sounded the spoiler horn, so this is going to be spoiler-free comments, but I'm in the, I'm in the, this is the most exciting thing that's happened for decades again. And the reason that I am is Doctor should be mysterious. And my biggest complaint about the way the Doctor has been since the, the restart um, back in 2005, is that we have known too much about the Doctor. Um, that's maybe not true of Eccleston, but certainly from Tennant onwards, we've known far too much about it. Now, it's entirely possible that everything we thought we knew is a lie. And that's it. It, I don't think it does disrespect the continuity and the canon that's come before. All of that actually still exists within this larger framework. That'll make sense if you've seen it. Um, and in any case, Doctor Who canon has always been much more of a guideline than a rule. This is not something that, that was ever mapped out. So, all in all, I think we've had possibly the most remarkable se season of Doctor Who for some considerable time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really thrilled about it. So, anyway, moving on to another section that we introduced as part of the radio show that I'm now going to drop into the podcast version as well. We even have a jingle. Science! There you go. An actual jingle. I love a jingle. But one of the things we do on the radio show is talk about, you know, just briefly about big science news that people might have missed. Because you know what? We're geeks and we like science. So we have one item of science news for you now. So you may have heard that the star Beetlejuice, or Beetlejuice, but it's Beetlejuice, um, is going to go Nova at some point. It's the kind of star that does. We just don't know when. It's 640 light years away, I think, which means it could already have happened and we just won't know for a bit. Um, there was, in recent news, some excitement because the star appeared to be dimming, which is one of the things it might do just before it went over. And so there was some excitement amongst certain astronomers of my acquaintance. However, it turns out that um, probably a false alarm. It's not dimming anymore. Uh, it is a variable star. Its brightness does vary from time to time. So uh, probably stand down. That massive explosion probably not going to happen for a bit. But if big explosions are your thing, and let's be honest, we all love an explosion, we've got some good news for you. Because there's been an absolutely massive one. In fact, it might be the biggest explosion we have ever seen. What it is, is a very, very, very big black hole indeed. A supermassive black hole, in fact. Um, which is at the centre of the of a galaxy in the 
Ophiuchus cluster, and I bet I've pronounced that wrong because I've only ever seen it written down. It's O-P-H-I-U-C-H-U-S. Never heard it said out loud, probably got it wrong. Um, it's in the show notes. Um, now that cluster of galaxies is knocking on the door of 400 million light years from where we are now. Um, way back in 2016, researchers noticed that uh, there's the, the edge of a cavity in the cluster's uh, hot... Um, basically, about 400,000 light years from the central galaxy in that cluster. Um, it's just an area of empty space, what they call an excavated region, which appears to be over a million light years across. Now, that's a lot of light years. Now, obviously, people wanted to figure out what might have caused that, because that's what astronomers do. So, uh, an astrophysicist called Simona Giantucci, which again, I've probably pronounced wrong, again, the name's actually in the show notes, uh, who actually works for the US Naval Research Laboratory in Washington, uh, and some of uh, their colleagues worked through data from several radio telescopes um, and have finally concluded that the, the, the void space is uh, likely to have been created by a very powerful outburst from a supermassive black hole at least 240 million years ago, which is a long time. Um, and the reason this is such a big deal is it's such a big explosion. Basically, it has been calculated by people who are significantly cleverer than me that the energy from this explosion was roughly 100 billion times more than the amount of energy our sun is going to emit in its entire lifetime. That's a lot of energy. And just to put a billion into um, context for you, because it's a big number and hard to grasp, a million seconds is 11 days. A billion seconds is 31 years. A billion is a very big number. A hundred billion is a hundred times bigger than that. So it's just a cool bit of science news, which I really liked. But anyway, um, enough of my waffling on. Time to get to the main event, which is, as I said, um, the discussion that Hat and I had with Alice about Doctor Who. Um, we started with the departure of Martha Jones uh, in this particular session and worked from there. The spoiler horn is about to sound from this point onwards. Massive spoilers for New Who if you haven't watched it. If you haven't watched it, please do so. It's brilliant. Okay, uh, there might be a little bit of talky talk at the end, um, there might not. Uh, so, yeah, away we go. Spoilers! Spoilers! It's with us. Okay, we may have lost some, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the number of actors is phenomenal in that, in the season. It, it's, it's, yeah. And then Martha chooses it's, to leave. It's great stuff. Martha, and I like that she chooses to leave. I like yeah. that she, she has that agency. I think mm. that's 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 very important. It's the very least it is. <clears throat> that she, they could do for her. Very much. 
Um, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate that she gets the opportunity to come back. And then and then we hit the year of Doctor Who specials, of which you have seen only one. No, no, no what we came? don't. We hit Donna Noble. Oh, we hit Donna. Oh, well, I've seen Voyage of the Down. Obviously. Kylie Minogue episode. Why not? <clears throat> Why not? <laughs> and actually, it's not that bad. Balakavalata is amazing. And I would like to see more Balakavalatas, please. Yeah. Yep. Yep, we'll do that. That would be great. Tiny red cyborgs um, with spiky heads. And Astrid continues to explore the universe as dust, uh, so yeah. she might crop up again. Uh, do you know Really? What? Oh, God. That whole thing just really sucked. Could be worse. Yeah, we'll could see Could be that. Bill. It could be Donna. <laughs> Uh, but then we get Donna. Yeah. Now, Donna, right, first of all, partners in crime, for goodness sake. First episode. That, that when they meet each other again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, it's basically, a, it must be ten minutes of Tennant and... and oh, I love that moment when they're like... Tennant and Tate yeah. girding at each other through, through windows. windows. In fact, that's the first time I'm that wait. I laughed out loud. Yeah. Yeah. It, and then you don't uh, stop. Because Sarah, then she says things like, I'm waving at fat. <laughs> and it's the way she delivers yeah. the line. Oh. You see, and, but you, it really shows that at heart, Catherine Tate is a comedian. Mm. She's got such comic timing and such comic yeah. delivery. It's so, so good. And mm. it's, it's the hardest thing for an actor to master is comedy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, he's, he's done so well. Uh, Sarah Lancashire turns in a bravura performance. I love her. As, as evil Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Evil Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and then she gets dropped from a skyscraper. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that episode is so... It has the potential to be so stupid because the fat just walks away. It is stupid, but it works. It's brilliant at the same time. It works. Absolutely, absolutely works. The, the, the fat babies are strangely cute as well. I love them. They're brilliant. The, the adipose were very clearly uh, like, we're making toys. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're totally so make, we're, we're going to do plushies. We're definitely yeah. doing plushies. That's going to happen. That's a thing. Got to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved them. And I, yeah. Um, and it, of course, it sets us up. This one sets us up the idea of uh, the the planets disappearing. Yeah. This is the, in episode one. Boom. Here we go. This is our overarching storyline. Yeah. Um, planets disappearing. So their nursery planet has vanished, which is why they've come to Earth. Yeah. To do what they've done on Earth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's quite a nice. And they get they're not really evil. And they, it, it, and what's quite nice is it actually is subtle. Yes. This one, the overarching thing, you don't get this bad wolf spray painted around. You don't get this Harold Saxon stuff shoved. Just everywhere. being thrown in. Yeah. Yeah. Just thrown in here and there. It's not slammed in. It's just very subtly. They just mention it every single episode. <laughs> yeah. It's really smart. It's really, it's, well, it's done. really well done. It's yeah. beautifully done. But yeah, that one's that's brilliant. Fires of Pompeii. Fires of Pompeii. Peter Capaldi. And Karen Gillan. And Karen Gillan. Doing an English um, accent, which is just so bizarre. I, I, do you know what? <laughs> her her Mid-Atlantic... Um, Nebula. Nebula accent is less off-putting than Karen Gillan speaking an English accent. It's, it's so wrong. weird, isn't it? It's, it's so disturbing. It's, it's not a bad English accent. No. It's just... Her? Well, given that she's supposed to be in Pompeii... Yeah, but they're not allowed to speak. um... An English accent is no more is no more jarring than a Scottish accent would be. So just just let her talk. He not speak with a Scottish. Well, there's that brilliant moment um, when Donna goes up to that guy up the Welsh. (laughs) There's lovely now. Yeah, she speaks. She says "Vinny Vinny Vici," doesn't she? Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Yeah, he's he's a yeah. See, Capaldi just 
talks like Capaldi. I, he I, doesn't really have any other I, I don't think. And at the time, I was just thinking Malcolm Tucker. Yeah. Oh, we all were. <laughs> Tucker. We all were. And, and of course, Islington. Mm. There have been so many times mm. when I worked in retail that I've wanted to say something that Malcolm Tucker would say. Oh. But, but you yeah. Used to be try, being a, try being a teacher. Oh, Jesus. Um, but the Files of Pompeii, I think, is... Instead actually, of... I did actually have a mental break, but we won't talk about it. That here on the... <laughs> Maybe when we've stopped recording, we can talk about that one time I just lost, lost it. it. <laughs> yeah, the, in the Files of Pompeii, you don't get Donna doing the I've run away with a stranger, I don't know what's happening. You get Donna doing the No, mate, you're going to do what I'm telling you to. We yeah. don't do things the way you... Uh, Donna yeah. human, no. Donna human, no. You know, you know, is, is that brilliant moment where she actually yeah. just goes... Actually, yeah, I'm just going... save, just save one. Yeah, just save one. You can save one. Just yeah. save one. And I do love Donna Human. No, I think that's great. And yeah. that's that's that becomes her recurring theme all the way through. Like, mm. no, actually, you're not going to do it that way. You're going to fix things. And it, it does set him off on this, like you say, this path of redemption. Because the next episode after that, where he's rescued his one, is the planet of the Ood. Oh, and that episode yeah. is that scene when they find the Ood. That's outside. a really, just, really oh, hard oh, watch. Goodness. Like she could have like. Re- well, she was surprised by it because yeah. that's that is a natural reaction when you see an alien. But then, uh, literally a split second later, she's comforting. Yeah, the completely. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh my darling! Like he he look oh. after you now and all that. Yeah, mm. and she's lovely and with him and everything with the, with you. And she, you know, she asks the questions like they're not bought with that personal ball as she calls it. You know, the communicator thing. And and then when she turns around and says. They're, they're born with their brains in their hands. Don't you see that means they're peaceful? You know, she, her understanding of the world yeah. is is that of, uh, of, of someone who is there to balance the Doctor, not someone that's there to fall in love with the Doctor, not so, you know, not someone that's there to, yeah. to, to be his uh, she, assistant. She was, She's there to be his and equal. The incredible yeah. thing is as well is that... Donna's probably been underestimated her entire Which life. you see, don't Absolutely, you, you see that. Yeah, yeah, you see that. You know. You know, being temping. Yeah, all and, of that. And the guy that she was supposed to marry says, oh, oh you're God. well thick, like insulting her yeah. like, as soon as the mask yeah. falls. And it's just... Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, it, it's such a joy to see what Donna could be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Because again, I know quite a lot of Donna Nobles too. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't teach and not know a lot of Donna Nobles. <laughs> it, it's yeah. You know, so many people who have had just bucket loads of potential and no opportunity mm. to ever use it because they always had to do something else yep. because of something. Mm-hmm. And and just occasionally you get to see them fly. Yeah, and that's what this series. And was that was Donna. Yeah, totally. She flew so high. <laughs> And regrettably so close to the sun. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this just, this the whole season is like standout moments. Like, Planet of the Ud is phenomenal, and the way, you know, the Dr. Donna, they introduced the notion of the Dr. Donna there and then at the end of that, you know, the yes. Dr. Donna will be sung of by our people until blah, blah. It's brilliant. Santara and Stratagem, we move on to. Santara, ha! And there's Poison Sky, and that boy, I just want to slap his short ass. Especially when he starts joining in. Oh my god, yeah. It's the um, leopards eating faces party situation, isn't it? He's he's so Mark Zuckerberg, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he really Mm -hmm. is. 
Um, I know better than you because I'm smarter than you. <laughs> yeah, and the, the the tautology and all of that. Yeah. Like, he, oh, but I mean, I mean he's you can't a, be a teacher and not run into a few thousand of those. Oh hell yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I mean, those two episodes again, kind of brilliant, because then that's again bringing you um, partly gives you a reprieve from the not knowing where a planet is. Sontarans, they've lost a planet too, um, haven't they? Yeah, which is really careless. Yeah. So we've got three lost planets so far. Uh, lost moon. Uh, we don't hear about the lost moon of Pushi yet. Um, then. Which, I mean, those two episodes, though, we get Martha back, briefly. Briefly. Mm-hmm. We get Martha clone. We get some fun stuff. We get the we get unit and the refusal to be saluted to. And and the Doctor really setting out his stall as not a soldier, which I yeah. think is really, really interesting. Because um, he clearly has been a soldier. Mm, yeah. And he's very determined to not be. Um, and to fight against a race that is entirely a warlike race and is about... That. I think it's interesting that that's the thing. You get the cordelane signal. Oh dear. Um, and then we get the doctor's daughter, where David Tennant met his wife while she was getting yeah, his daughter. <laughs> while she's actually well, the she actually is the daughter of the fifth doctor. Yeah, that's so meta. It's it's the, it's the most meta disturbing. It's it's meta and creepy and weird, yeah. on so many levels. And there's so much running. Um, but. They are an adorable couple, so I'm going to let them off. Uh, and, and Donna Noble doesn't use her feminine wiles because the Doctor has a wind-up mouse in his pocket. Yeah. Um, I, I, that episode is... Don't we all? That episode's interesting, but... Meh. Uh, Unicorn and the Wasp. Ooh, yes. Oh, now, Unicorn and the Wasp. Yeah. We've already done the a hotel in Harrogate mm. thing. But I love that episode so much. I, I, think that's I, what, so I much. actually want to read all the Agatha Christie books now. And, of course, that episode gave us who... Any any prizes? Anyone gonna tell me? Who's in that episode? Who plays the unicorn? Oh, um, oh. We've already mentioned Rogue One. Yes. Oh, um, Felicity Jones. Felicity yes. Jones. Yeah. Um, Again, Doctor Who with the stars. It's insane. Yeah, no. I, I didn't manage to I, snag I, John no, Boyega, but no, here's, no. A bit, here's a bit of trivia for everyone. Felicity Jones and I share a birthday. Oh, how delightful. Woohoo. 17th of cool. October. That's cool. This will yeah. bear in mind. And also with Mark, I believe Mark Gattis. Also, oh, his well, birthday is also go. on the 17th of October. Yeah, it just, yeah. There's a thing. That's impressive. I like it. All the same. So we'll send three birthday cards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Unicorn and the Wasp, fabulous. So many brilliant actors in it. Absolutely glorious. Um, the music on that is stunning. The poor little child, Cluedo, Agatha Christie. It's just a, it's just a delight. And, oh, and right, oh, Donna Noble who, who channels. Who plays Agatha Christie? Oh, uh, I will look at. It here. channels. Um, uh, Fenella Woolgar. She did a fantastic job. Yeah, she was very good. She and Felicity Candle is. But it it it. As a, as, a, as a story, it, it channeled very much one of my favourite Fifth Doctor stories, Black Orchid, mm. uh, which is also set in the 1920s and revolves around a cricket match, which is probably another reason why I like cricket. Um, it, I, but I, I thought it captured the, 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 the spirit and the look of the 20s yeah. just beautifully. Yeah. Um, and I, I know a lot about Agatha Christie because my wife is obsessed mm. Um, Please see the two posters in my living room. Wall. And they, I think they got they got a lot of Christie very right. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I mean, thought so. Massively oversimplified her character. She was mm. a very complicated person, but yeah. Um, I think they they got the essence of Christie. I think yeah. I mean, and they they did the the thing for me that I find really entertaining is if you actually look at Agatha Christie and what really happened, not the fact that she was like she went loopy um, because yeah. she, well we don't we because don't because of a giant wasp from space. But what what happened was what one of the theories is that. She inst- what happened was her husband, her husband was cheating and she went fine let's make it look like he murdered me and disappeared yeah and I think for a mystery writer mm-hmm. that does that for a living I can see that as, as something that she would do it's, a, it's, a, it's plausible that or she Very could have just plausible. gone uh, re- I'm out like anybody who finds out that their partner is cheating on them you kind of want to get away from them and yeah. you kind of have a but bit of a... But you can also make it look like they killed you. I think it's even better. True, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're... But as, it but must if, have crossed her mind. Oh, it must yeah. have done. But, With the mind that she had. But if yeah. the, if it just turned out that she had a slight... Because let's face it, you go into a... A, few a, a spiral, yeah. basically. It happens. Yeah, all, all of the theories, apart from the giant space wasp one... All of the theories are plausible. Yeah. Mm. I like the giant space wasp one best, though. <laughs> it, is, um, it is my favourite of the theories. Space wasp is good. But, um, yeah, I, the, the, it, I just loved it. I loved it. I loved the walnuts. Harvey Wallbanger, like, all of that, you know, where he's trying to get rid of the cyanide detox thing. It's brilliant. Mm. And, it, I, and when the giant wasp... Giant wasp... And she's going, there's a giant wasp. And they're going, oh, don't be silly. And then there's, like, a sting a foot long sticking through the door. There was a wasp and it was giant like just so much of it is just uh, fabulous just beautiful like you say the chemistry between those two is stunning and the way they do that whole episode is is, is stand out and then of course we get a a beautiful two-parter silence in the library forest of the dead and we get we get river song we get river song we finally get river song now hello sweetie once once you have finished all of doctor who Mm -hmm. go back go back yes and cry your Friggin' eyes out, because that's what I do every time I watch that episode now. Yeah. I sob, because I know her, and it yes. hurts so much to see that episode now. And it, that, I think... How how important River becomes. Oh, And the, the sheer <laughs> scale the of, thing is, of who she is. I know who she is. I know she oh, is. Oh, that's gutting. Yeah, but don't. Yeah. But you haven't experienced it all yet. Yeah, wait till you do, and then you, go back. I, I know. I, I'm just gonna say for the record, I know who our but parents are. You will come. That's not even relevant. To you who will she come. Is, you will come to love River oh. as much as we do. The so that's that is literally the most un, unimportant thing about. I I feel that is the most unimportant thing about River Song. The the only reason it's important to her parents are is because it's important to them. Yeah, but it's not important. They want to. They wanted to see their child grow up, and they did, but they didn't realize. It's brilliant. Um, it's, it's it's just magnificent. It's, it's stunning. It's, she yeah. is so she's just everything. Um, and, and seeing seeing how he treats her now when you've seen the rest of it is yeah. just heartbreaking. And it's so and the, the thing the, the bit at the end when he's going to sacrifice himself for her mm. and she is furious. Mm. Don't you dare. Mm. Don't you dare take all that away from me. Do you know what me? I yeah. found really sad though about that episode? And when she, Donna she has that hus Oh, yeah. And then literally like his stammer, set. his stammer stops and then she said, being oh, able to she'll be together. And she to find him. Um, she, she, and she says, oh, there was there isn't anybody here, Cordley. And then literally all she has like it's literally a split second. She turns around and there he is. And he's gone. And he's and he's just about to say so like call yeah. out to her. And his stammer stops him from calling out. And I think that's really. And the hard fact that they never find each other again is just like 
That's actually the most heartbreaking thing. Yeah. yeah, and she then believes that she created him in her head. Tall, gorgeous, heart can hardly speak a word. My perfect man. And it's just like, oh, Donna, mate, good. It's, and the thing it... is, actually, I, I think... Do you know what? If that is your dream man, you've got very healthy... <laughs> stand, like, he you was know, lovely. He liked fishing. He was a nice man. But yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. It would... I, I just think, actually, do you know what? You've got a very healthy mindset. <laughs> as it's... opposed to... Tall and handsome, and oh, he can be a bit of a dick. That's fine. Yeah, that's excusable. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he was a good guy, and she loved him, and, and he wasn't real. And I mean, the the there's some just the children in that. There's some brilliant moments. The yeah. whole concept is fantastic. The Vashon and Arada are, are a fascinating idea Ooh, because yeah. that's truly terrifying. Oh, it really is. Oh, I'm so sorry, so sorry. You've got two shadows. Yeah, and you know, yeah, you just hey. killed someone I liked. Hey. It's not a safe space to be standing. Who turned out the lights? Oh, yeah. It's, it's. I can't, why can't I? I can't, and it's just that repeat and that thing, and it's just, oh, God. So and when you hear the repeat, yeah. you suddenly realise you're hearing a repeat, and you're like, oh, there's another one gone. It is, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant. It's movie. magnificent. It's, brilliant it's absolutely magnificent. Love those have two. You, um, have you seen The Handmaid's Tale yet? I have not. Um, it's there isn't one of the characters is the place the husband of the main character. Oh really? Let's tell. Um, I should know who the actor is. I, I was just like, oh, I know him. <laughs> I may or may not find him. <laughs> oh, there he is. This guy. Yep, yeah, that guy. That play. that that man whose name. That, that I, man. I'm he, so sorry. I he, cannot he, pronounce your he name. He plays June's husband. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's a handmade tale. It's got some great people. It, again, just just fantastic actors <coughs> that, yeah, that, that totally. want to do that want to do who? Yeah, it's... and I think he's actually going to be in the in the Black Widow movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, Looking the, forward to that. The next episode along is Midnight, which is possibly <gasps> for me the my... most terrifying episode of Doctor <laughs> Who ever, I... and not because yeah. of the alien. Um, Midnight is an episode that makes me feel so afraid. I can't really explain it. Mm. The 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 way that the people behave, the way that they suddenly turn, all of that. It's not Leslie Sharp being fabulous and incredible as only Leslie Sharp can, and the repetition. It's it's not that at all. It's the way how humans can quickly turn on each other. Absolutely, yeah. it scares the hell out of me that episode i find and how viscerally uncomfortable to watch yeah yeah and how the tension builds in that episode it's just near it's perfect it's a brilliant episode i hate it it's a, it, I yeah can't, I, I know find I, I know exactly it, what you mean i yeah. find it uncomfortable it's a very difficult it's a, actually, i think it's, it's a very my, difficult watch mm-hmm. it's a very i, I can't watch. wait to get to to reach that catch up to where you guys are in doctor who because then we can start doing our top 10 episodes. Yeah, yeah. And I think Midnight, so far, Midnight, Blink, and The Girl and the Fireplace are probably going to be up in their top 10. Like, yeah. At the moment, because of course I haven't seen them. It, I, yeah. I, yeah. They're still up there. All three, all three could make, yeah, all three would still be up there for me. Turn Left follows Midnight, um, which is just... I mean, we've, we've touched on Turn Left already. It's horrifying. Yeah. I love the idea of there's something on your back and it's repeated to her constantly. We get Rose back. Um, and actually, yep. because we've seen like little spatterings of her through this season, I was kind of excited to see her a little bit, having really mm. not been into her. Um, the idea that she could make it back and what was happening um, was really interesting. And then you get that that fabulous moment at the end. Uh, you, you see everything that would have happened if Donna had failed. Yeah. And then you see that whole thing of, of like um, 
uh, yeah, uh, bad wolf. Just two words can change the world. And I think that's phenomenal. Um, and the whole, f- you see Donna as what she would be if she did not have the opportunity mm. to go back to the doctor. Yeah. And no, it's, it's, it's really, really beautifully done. It's stunningly done. And then we get to the last two episodes of Donna's arc. And we have to see the end of Donna. Growl. And that's no. the thing that we've been. The whole thing, the whole here. thing with the planets and the the Daleks and Davros, all brilliantly done. So happy to see Davros back. Davros, who was uh, created by my dad's ex-wife's brother. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. You have mentioned this before on the podcast. It's yeah. still cool. It's still very cool. Um, <laughs> and again, I mean, we we. Davros, remember Davros. Yeah, me, remember me, Davros. And, me and Hat, no, I... no Davros of old. Uh, what does Davros mean to you? Am I right in thinking he created the Daleks? Yes. yes. That's right. Yes, yeah. he did. He did. Yeah, he did. It's, as soon as I saw the Daleks, like, I think that, well, saw the first Daleks episode, mm. I start, immediately started reading up on the creation of yeah. the Daleks. Because the whole yeah. concept of, the, of Davros is really fascinating to me. Mm. So da- Davros that shell is a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And it's... <sighs> yeah. But, but Dav- Davros is the god of the Daleks. Yeah. Literally the god. He created them. Um, and then they put him in a basement because they can't be bothered with them anymore and they're more interested in their own yeah. machinations. Which is exactly what a Dalek would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do still... He is still the only thing that the Dalek respects. Yeah. I mean, anyone else they would just exterminate. Yeah. They don't true. exterminate Davros. No. Um, Sorry, I'm just really tempted to do my impression of a Dalek now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they. I won't. <laughs> so I so I liked all of that. Loved all of that. Mm. I loved the the um, fake out regeneration. I thought that was oh brilliant. brilliant. That was a great way to see um, it. Pushes it into his hand. Yeah, which then becomes a, a, a doc- second doctor. Yeah, the the doctor human uh, meta crisis. Yeah, all all of that is great. I love the bit at the end. Where they can actually fly the TARDIS because there's supposed to be flown. It's supposed to be flown by eight people. That's why the console looks like that. Yeah. Um, so great. And that's that. You know, that's something that clearly was not intended when they designed the TARDIS console. No. But it. I. One of the th- beautiful things you can do in a long running show like Doctor Who is look at something that's always been there and go, "Why is it like that?" Oh, that's why. No one's ever. No one's ever explained. So that, why could it be that, like that? In that scene, uh, there's a great moment from Donna who is unashamed. Unashamedly attracted to Jack. Jack, <laughs> yes. Says, oh, we're doing great, Jack. You're the best. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like, yep, finally somebody's on his level. Trying to... <laughs> but also, just watching a regular person try and flirt, trying to flirt with Jack Harkness is <laughs> it's so entertaining. You're so out of your depth. Just yeah. don't, don't try and flirt with Jack. It's <laughs> don't if anyone be... could, it'd be Donna Noble. Be yeah. Yeah. I just. I, she has no. So I love Absolutely. all of that. I love the fact that the doc, the, 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 the Donna. That Donna saves them. Donna saves them. Saves everybody and everything, and not to Donna. And it's magnificent. Oh and, yes. And then they do what they did. And then they make it so that it will kill her, and so she has to go back to never knowing anything that she ever did ever. Yeah. To, to do you know what? Again, it, I, I it never would cried. have been <laughs> so hard. It would have been kinder to let her die. Absolutely. And. In any event, it should have been her choice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The doctor doesn't allow her 
the opportunity to decide. Her lack of agency. Do I want to be? Do I want to be the Doctor Donna, for a very short space of time mm. and then be no more, or do I want to live, and not know any of this? And you know and she would have chosen the Doctor Donna. She would have. I think. Hundred percent. I think. I don't think she'd ever chose to give choose to give that up. And and Wilf Wilf obviously he says he was she was better with you. She yeah. you know, uh, and. It, Actually, now there's a character we've not talked about. Wilfred Wilf. Mott. Wilfred Mott is so amazing. The greatest recurring character yeah. in Doctor Who. And you're not done with him yet. No, you're not. Um, oh, oh, I'm so happy to say that. I adore, I adore, well, don't get carried away. Um, oh, is it bad? I, is it bad? I'm not telling you. Just I'm, I'm just going to plant that seed and leave it there. Um, oh, no. I, but no, I love Wilfred I Mott. Cried. I love Love, I've love good Wilfred reasons Mott. cry. For, uh, there are some good reasons to cry about Wilfred Mott um, coming up. Like I like full on. He's we will talk about that. Proper, he's phenomenal proper, and I love him. Proper hero. He's he is as it, as indeed is Bernard Cribbins. Yeah, um, so, he was in the parachute regiment for real. Yeah. So what I love. Um, yeah, we need to get, we should go and finish finish Tenant Era, please, so we can talk about this. Um, but he he the way he sort of responds to the end of the Doctor and stuff, and the way her mother responds. Oh, you. You know. The way her her mother sort of is like you know very um, she's just really awful. She's got a horrible mum, really. Yeah. Isn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just really like mean about her. She's like, and the doctor turns around and says, well, "Why don't you tell her that?" Um, you know about how yeah. how she's got value and she is a good person, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah, that's, I, his, that's his parting I, shot. Really, I, I think the 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 loss of Donna is almost unbearable. It is for me. I just think I, it's awful. I can't. And I, I'm I, angry about it. I'm still angry about it. There are just moments in Doctor Who that I will never stop being angry about. And Donna oh, that's definitely one of them. It's the definitely one. Of them. Pretty high. There's a couple. Now, we we do we do have more Doctor Who to talk about, although not much. No. Uh, I'm just going to note. That it's half past eleven and we've been talking for nearly four hours. That's 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 a couple of weeks I, I was you got there. Say, I think that's, that's a couple probably, of weeks. This is probably a good. I think give it. I think I think the end of the end of Donna is 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 a much more significant. I think so. Then it's a much, I, think, it's, I think we'll probably, than the Easter episode. Yeah, but really it's also it's a more significant. Yeah. It's and actually, I think we will pro- we would probably uh, if if I had watched the waters of Mars we would probably. Maybe, but actually, I actually think that the, the, the loss of Donna is a more significant moment in Who history than the loss of Tennant. Yeah. Because yeah. he's because when Donna's gone, she's gone. Whereas when Tennant goes, he's Matt Smith. Yep, I agree. Um, and and I really do think that losing Donna was a proper landmark in the show yeah. because it made everybody so angry. Yeah, I'm um, rightly so. And I I think it was it was. Not mishandled, but it, it wasn't great. It could have been done. You know, Catherine Tate was leaving, fine. Yeah. But there were better ways for Catherine Tate to leave than that. Absolutely. And the, I think the character deserved so much more. Definitely. So much more. Yeah. And agency to decide her own fate. So so, so we'll leave it there. Um, I'll probably do a, 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 a post-record at our focus. Um, I'll have had to do it at least twice already. Um... <laughs> I've got to keep it under an hour for the radio. Fair. Um, so, uh, thank you for letting us invade your house. Not at all. And monopolise your evening for four hours. Um, but it does mean that you have to come back and roll your character another day. Yeah. Yeah, we will come back and continue to corrupt Alice. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't watched Buffy. Oh, my God. 
You've got to get to the end of Doctor Who so you can watch Buffy. And I guess we will leave it there. A mercifully short episode for you this week. Uh, Sorry, it's about half the length it normally is. Uh, It just was a sensible place to finish things. We will be back next week with the beginning of our journey into D&D. Pat and Liz are experienced Dungeons & Dragons players. Now, I played as a kid. This is actually my first Dungeons & Dragons campaign in 30 years. Uh, And Alice has never played. So uh, join us next week for the start of an epic Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Until then, be kind to yourself. Be kind to everybody else. And above all else, remember, we are the geeks. We are standing at the gates and we're holding them open for everyone else to get in. It's that inclusion, people. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast. us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks at the gate or contact us on Twitter at geeks at the gates or contact us by email on mail for geeks at the gates at gmail.com that is the number four not the word geeks at the gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire <laughs>